Hello, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, and today is Halloween. Last night I watched a classic movie that, well, is very dark by Disney standards. 1979's The Black Hole. This was a big movie for me as a kid. It was two years after Star Wars. Disney was making a big science fiction spectacle. It was all over like Starlog magazine and things like that. That's what we had before social media was comics and, and magazines. Um, and it was just all the rage. It came out. People didn't really know how to take it. It was made for $20 million, made about $36 million. Not considered a big hit for the studio. Uh, it was on a pan and scan VHS for a lot of years. It was eventually released on DVD, which finally put it in its original widescreen aspect ratio. And earlier this year, Disney Movie Club, as an exclusive, released it on Blu-ray for the first time. First time it's ever been in high definition, but quickly pulled it. There was a problem playing the overture. The movie begins with a two and a half minute overture. Uh, black screen, just music. John Barry did the soundtrack, classic composer of movie soundtracks, and it's a beautiful score. Uh, strange use of it in certain aspects of the movie. But anyway, if you don't remember this movie, I'm not surprised. It hasn't been shown a lot on streaming services or anything, but it was nominated for two Academy Awards, Cinematography and Special Effects. It was nominated for four Saturn Awards, but critics didn't really like it. Matter of fact, Neil deGrasse Tyson calls it one of the most scientifically inaccurate movies ever made. And yes, at the the final third of the movie, a lot around the black hole, not exactly how things would play out in a black hole situation. And he said it would be much more interesting if they made it real. But we didn't know that much about black holes at the time. Anyway, this is a classic film. Um, I am surprised it ever got made by Disney. It is very dark. It has a very dark tone. There are a couple of, of on-screen deaths, one very violent. This was Disney's first PG movie. They released two that year. The second one was a sports movie produced by somebody else. But Black Hole was the first PG movie ever released by Disney. They said hell and damn a lot in it. And then, like I said, uh, one of the characters' deaths is... is Actually, very violent. Not bloody, but very violent for a Disney movie. Uh, you had Maximilian Schell, Anthony Perkins, the late Robert Forrester, who just died recently, uh, Joseph Bottoms, Yvette Minimu, and Ernest Borgnine. Incredible cast for the time. These were all big actors, some of them Academy Award winning and Academy Award nominated. You also had two uncredited voices for the robots, Roddy McDowell and Slim Pickens pretty huge that they didn't weren't even credited at the time and the robot designs that they play were obviously stolen a little bit from r2d2 i mean come on like it had to be but anyway re-watching the movie last night the first thing i noticed again is a very very dark tone it does not feel like a disney movie the first third of the movie is basically uh and no spoilers in my reviews uh, a space mission is out there they're looking for life and other habitable worlds and things and they come upon the come across the largest black hole they have ever seen. And near the black hole, they find a ship that's been missing for 20 years. And so they go investigate it, and what they find on board is the crux of the second act of the movie. And then the final act is pretty much nonstop action. You had to have some space battles, some laser shots, and, 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 and other wild things happen. What I really liked about the movie was it, it was a very adult movie in tone. It had some, some 
pretty interesting philosophical discussions, especially in the middle of it. Um, Maximilian Schell's character is very much like a Captain Nemo from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, kind of the mad genius type guy. And he plays it very well, I think. Matter of fact, all the actors do a pretty good job, especially with things like wire work. The, the beginning of the movie, there's a lot of uh, no-gravity situations and uh, how they move around the ship and everything. Pretty well done, considering it was 1979, and this wasn't, well, this was the biggest budgeted Disney movie at the time, $20 million. I mean, compare that to what they spend on a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, it's nothing. But um, movie holds up pretty well. Special effects hold up pretty well because they used a lot of model work. Work, a lot of special effects guys from other bigger movies. Um, but there were occasions on the Blu-ray where you could see some of the superimposement. If you've ever watched an older movie, like the original Star Wars, uh, in some of the early non-remastered versions, you could see these squares where they pasted the spaceship film on the film, you know, the film backgrounds. For a Blu-ray, it looks really good. It doesn't look fantastic. They didn't do a 4K restoration or anything. There is a lot of optical shots that are very grainy. Uh, the grain is pretty uneven in places. Some shots look amazing. The colors really pop. The colors look really good. But there were some scenes, especially where they've composited in, like the big moving backgrounds with the black hole outside the windows and things. The The rest of the scene is, is a wash and some pretty thick grain. Well, because you've got layers and layers and layers of film that they overlay each other to create those effects at the time. That was how we did it back then before computers and such. Um, but taken as it is, as a classic, what was Disney thinking to even make a movie like this? I mean, obviously they wanted a big space extravaganza, a big space opera, and they got that. I mean, the, the scale of the sets... I understand that there were over 150 matte paintings created, and they only used about 13 of them. But they created these giant sets. The The control room alone is just amazing. Uh, how it was put together, how it was populated, the lights, the lighting, the everything, the rig, everything about it. it. It was just a huge movie at the time, and still you get that sense of scale in a lot of the scenes. Some of the special effects uh, don't hold up as well. There, there's some early stuff like when the engines fire and stuff that obviously is kind of animation. Um, again, to our CG stuff we're used to, it, it doesn't compare. But as a classic film, it's not exactly 2001 A Space Odyssey. And it, it even is a, a, a little bit below Star Wars. It is still well, well worth watching for an interesting story. Like I said, some, some pretty heavy philosophical conversations in the middle. And the ending. I don't want to get into the details of the ending. Maybe I'll do a spoiler podcast later on. We could have a long discussion because I don't remember the ending being quite as long as it was, but it is. It, it becomes very 2001-ish. You know, when Bowman goes on his big journey to wherever he goes at the end of 2001, it's very colorful and very strange. This is also very strange and has even bigger philosophical ramifications of what it's it's trying to get across. Ultimately, I guess it's, it's a happy ending for our heroes. Um, you don't really know where they're headed at the end, but not to give anything away. Um, but you really have to watch this movie if you've never seen it. To even think that this was a Disney production still blows my mind to this day. Um, it, it was just more mature. It was more... They were going for something that, that Disney's really never gone for again. But 
They have been trying to make a remake of this movie for years now. It almost got off the ground about three or four years ago, and it just didn't. Uh, last year, they announced um, there was a new writer on board. She wrote the sequel to Pacific Rim and is currently working on the new Jurassic World movie. Um, so it may still get made. Uh, there was a script that was written by the guy who wrote uh, one of the newer Alien movies, and it came out too dark. They, they couldn't make it. And when you know what happens in the movie, what happened to the crew, and, and what's going on with the mad scientist who runs the ship, and, and Maximilian, the giant robot, who, by the way, that's how my first dog got his name back when I was 16 years old. I named him Max, short for Maximilian, the big, I guess, arguably evil robot. <laughs> you have to see the movie to understand all of this. I, I can't get into spoilers, but wow, what a flashback it was. Um, it's paced very well. It's very interesting. Um, it, it really looks great. The Blu-ray, good quality. If you've owned a VHS or a DVD copy of this movie, this is the best it's ever looked on home video. 5.1 surround sound was kicking. Um, it's a little low. Most Disney movies released these days on Blu-ray and 4K are a little low. You have to crank up the volume a little bit more. But surround sound mix was good. It was uh, Back channels were used very well. I was actually surprised how good the surround sound mix was. Uh, vocals and stuff in the front channels were clear. Um, it's definitely worth picking up. It is currently a Disney Movie Club exclusive. That means you have to be a member to get it. I have a few copies coming in. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, I, I think I have a couple left over. Uh, those of you that have expressed interest to get them, I have more on the way and they'll be arriving in less than a week and I'll get those out to you and we'll talk about PayPal and stuff like that. So I recommend seeing The Black Hole if you're a sci-fi fan, if you'd like to see something that, if you're a Disney fan who wants to see Wow, Disney actually made this? I mean, really, especially with the ending. Very shocked that this got off the, the drawing boards at Disney back in the late 70s. They really wanted a sci-fi opera, and they got one. They got one that was more mature than most of the other things they have ever produced. So, The Black Hole, P PG, first Disney PG movie. It's available on Blu-ray from the Disney Movie Club. I would recommend it. Um, very strange. Very much enjoyed watching it last night. It was definitely a flashback. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please subscribe to the podcast, either on your iPhone podcast app, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. For some reason, they're not going to YouTube again, and I've sent tech support to Podbean, so we'll see what happens there. But anyway, plenty of places you can download these podcasts. I also have a Patreon page if you'd like to visit the link below. Uh, that will show up, and you can support these podcasts for as little as a dollar a month. I'm Scott Hamilton. Really appreciate your time today, and thank you for listening. Thank you.